Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast with me, your host, Danny Kennedy, and you're listening to episode number 38. Welcome to 2017, guys, and um, to to anyone that's listening for the first time, uh, I do welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for for listening today. Um, I hope that you take a ton of value out of what you hear today, and um, don't forget to check out some of the former episodes, but to everyone else who's already been a subscriber or a listener in the past, um, welcome back. I hope you guys are pumped for a big year ahead and you had a great Christmas and New Year's with family and friends. Uh, I've got a really exciting episode today. Uh, I'm, I'm actually chatting with Mike Vacanti uh, all the way from the States. Uh, Mike was Gary Vaynerchuk's old trainer, uh, but you'll, you'll find out a lot more about Mike once we get the episode started, but pumped about today's session. I've uh, been trying to line this one up for a while, so I hope you enjoy the show. Hope you're having a great day and um, let's get stuck into things now. Hi right, guys, welcome to the show, and as I mentioned before, I'm absolutely pumped to have uh, Mike Vacanti on the show today, so Mike, uh, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, thank you for having me. Um, for most of my listeners would probably have a fair idea of who you are already, but for those that don't, do you want to just kind of give yourself a bit of a quick intro, uh, mention a bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm a, a strength coach who lives in New York, and uh, um. I guess the the very quick background is I grew up in the Midwest, in Minnesota, uh, played hockey, which was my introduction to strength training when I was younger, um, was really, really bad, and like got cut from teams growing up, which was ended up being a, a motivating thing to, which pushed me harder into fitness. Um, I got an accounting degree in college. I worked two years as a CPA at a big box accounting firm, auditing financial statements, I just absolutely hated the work and uh, the fluorescent light, just like the corporate lifestyle, basically. And so I quit without any real plan um, almost five years ago now. Knowing that I loved fitness and that I wanted to do something fitness-related but not sure what that meant, if that meant training clients in the gym, if that meant writing. I saw these guys who had blogs and did online coaching and basically – created content around fitness, which I was very into. Um, so I quit my accounting job and started writing and, uh, launched a blog, which was kind of half my thoughts on fitness stuff and half just a place to talk about what was on my mind at the time. Shortly thereafter, uh, moved from Minnesota to New York for an internship with John Romanello, who is a New York time bestselling author, like big, big fitness dude, which I was incredibly excited about. And, um, that's, that's what really propelled me. I learned a ton about the business side of things from him. Uh, he introduced me to Gary Vaynerchuk, who I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about, um, who I trained for two years and yeah, now I'm, I'm just in the city living and, and trying to uh, reach as many people with kind of a, a message of use fitness to make your life better. Like I, yeah, I don't sure. focus on, on the extreme. I've never competed in bodybuilding. Um, more just what, what are the things we can do, whether it's five or seven or nine things around training and nutrition to help them support one's individual goals and lifestyle. Yeah, awesome. And when you started out, was that your initial intention to kind of start this blog, just kind of see where things took you or did you have like a clear set path where you wanted to, to go or what you wanted to follow? Nothing was clear. There was no pathway. Um, 
No, I really, I quit my accounting job not because I had a good plan of what I was going to do, but because I disliked what I was doing so much that I knew I would have looked back on my life, even if I rationalized it. And even if I, you know, I think the longer you do something, the more you can convince yourself it's the right decision. I still think I would have regretted not taking a shot. Yeah. So I saved up a couple of years of living expenses, I think 22 months, if I would spent as little money as possible before I would have to go crawling back with my tail between my legs. But no, I had no idea. I saw John Romanello. I saw JC Dean. I saw some of these other guys who had blogs and, um, that was kind of my initial, oh, maybe I'll do something like that. Yeah, for sure. And so you've mentioned your blog. Um, I was also wondering what, in what way have you used social media or I guess content creation outside of the blog to help grow your profile or your business? I know you do a, a bit, a fair bit on, uh, on YouTube. Is there any other kind of tactics that or strategies that you had to use social media to grow your profile? Yeah, yeah. And Back to the Gary thing, like for those who don't know, Gary Vaynerchuk is an icon in social media marketing, and so I learned a ton from him. The things, the tactics that you asked about that worked the best for me uh, were Facebook video outside of the blog because SEO ranking on, on the blog gets me a lot of traffic and a lot of new eyeballs, but um, Facebook video is one, um, Snapchat when it was kind of just getting popular maybe a year ago was another one. Um, YouTube has been slow and steady, but uh, there's less potential. Like a Facebook video can pop and go viral, right? The, the organic reach of Facebook makes it so that if you get a certain number of shares, you're just going to get in so many people's news feeds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, would, that would be the biggest one. Awesome. And, and for those listening, um, I think we've, you've already kind of covered a little bit, but for those that don't know, uh, Mike was Gary Vaynerchuk's trainer for, was it 12 months? Two years. Two years, 24 two years, months. 24 months, yep, yeah. Yep. So uh, that kind of leads me into one of my questions I was going to ask a little bit later on, but how did that opportunity kind of come about um, for you to eventually work with Gary? Was that something that you'd chase down over a period of time? Was it just kind of a, a, lucky, uh, a, a lucky break or how did that kind of come about? It, it was a lucky break. Uh, like, there's no other way to put it. Um, however, I, I like I want to add value and give something useful. What happened was I interned for Roman for free. Yep. Roman was Gary's previous personal trainer. When Gary needed a new trainer and Roman was living on the other side of the country, he said my guy Mike would be awesome for it. So I fell backwards into it. I didn't People ask me, what's a strategy to find top CEOs and, and train them since you got Gary? I don't have a strategy. I don't have a playbook. But there's principles that allowed me to be able to do that. Um, one that everyone screws up, no one talks about, is dialing in your personal finance. So if I didn't, if I wasn't like grinding on selling basketball tickets in college, and if I wasn't grinding caddying when I was in sixth grade, and if I wasn't doing all those things that gave me the solvency, that gave me the, the cash, the savings, to have the flexibility to live in the most expensive city in the world with zero income, I couldn't have even made the jump to have the opportunity to work with Roman and, and like get there. So having having financial savings, like basically spending early on in a bootstrapping entrepreneurial venture, spending as little as possible and, uh, and working as much as you can take yeah. is, are, are two things that, 
that helped put me in the position to get lucky there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I guess freedom of location. If you don't, I, I've been on a rent versus buy. I did a rent versus buy video on YouTube recently, but staying flexible, staying, and whether that means locationally within your country or whether that means even traveling internationally for an internship or an opportunity, but not locking yourself in, not getting a house at 24 years old because the other kids in your community are getting houses and you see them and you want to do that too. Um, staying locationally and financially flexible so that you can go anywhere is huge. Yeah, and you mentioned the internship, obviously working for free, and I know this is something that Gary talks about a little bit in regards to you know, kind of giving your services to someone else to then get something in return. How important do you think it is to, especially for guys, you know, not someone like myself, but for those that may be coming out of college or university or whatever, that expect to come out and start making kind of six figures straight away. How do you, how uh, important do you think it is to be able to, you know, say to someone, oh, I'm happy to work for you for free for the experience or for the exposure or whatever it is? It, it's completely situational. Um, I think that because I have a college degree also, I think there's an entitlement that we, because we got that degree, we deserve to make X dollars, which just isn't the case. Mm. Um, I mean, look, I, I made, I think in 2010, I think I signed my offer letter with a big four accounting firm for 50,000 US dollars, which for me at that time was really good money and I was pumped about it, but mm. it was work that I hated. Yeah. So if, if we're going to compare like doing what I actually want to do and when I was interning for Roman, like every day was amazing. I was so pumped to be there. I, I and he brought me on payroll relatively quickly. But in in that early time, I was just trying to prove myself. I was just trying to grind. I was he was launching a best selling book. I was in the bookstore for twelve or in the the post office, excuse me, for twelve hours a day, shipping out international copies of the book, like one on one, filling out custom forms. And I was loving every minute of it because I was learning because I was like with this guy who turned it was turning into a mentor figure for me. Um, People just see it on dollar for dollar, short term transaction. It, there's so much more value. There's so much more long term value in certain experiences than just what you're getting paid for that hour that you're working. Yeah. So if if you see an opportunity where there's value outside of money, even if it means an unpaid internship or something along those lines, I think it's a no brainer. Um, Robert Greene, Ryan Holiday, these guys talk about that. Um, in Robert Greene's book, Mastery, but just having that apprenticeship and being able to learn and being able to be patient is huge for long-term growth and success. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, and since you've finished up with Gary, I've kind of been, I've been keeping up with what you've been up to, but what coming into 2017, if you're happy to share, do you have any short-term, long-term goals that you're focusing on at the moment? What am I? I feel like I have so many not only related to 2017, so post Gary, I spent some time back in Minnesota, Vikings season, I'm a big Minnesota Vikings fan, spent some time with my family, kind of got my dad in, on a fitness kick a little bit, and he's made an unbelievable transformation. Um, and now being back in the city, like this, it, there's just so much energy here and so much, um, you know, it's the five people you surround yourself with or who you become, like when you're around people who are working very hard in that culture, it's, it's easier to work than when you're in a, a place with people who are less like-minded. Some of the things I've been thinking about are more process-oriented goals than results-oriented. So writing 500 words a day because 
I don't write enough and I know I need to is something I've been doing for about three weeks. Yep. Um, what else? I feel like I just made a, Oh, I'm meditating daily as of today, so which was a, so <laughs> a very, Oh, nice. That's awesome. Good for you, man. Is that, is that a New Year's resolution for you? Yeah. Well, I kind of, I kind of, uh, dabbled with it a little bit at the end of last year, um, and mm-hmm. kind of got into a, a good little groove for about three to four weeks and then kind of, you know, got busy and fell out of it and, um, was just doing it on and off. But now I'm really going to try and stick to it kind of daily, even if it's kind of 10 to 15 minutes and, and see what benefits to, I can get from 10 to 15 every day is, is amazing from yeah. everything I've heard. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. hundred percent. But what are you using any, uh, any, any apps in particular or just something online or there, there's a, a 10 day video course that I was gifted from a friend called Ziva mind, um, which is, it's, I did it once before, but it's yeah. learning mantra based meditation. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but same thing, just, you know, once a day in the morning, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. hundred yeah, mm-hmm. percent. I've already noticed straight away. Like it, it definitely does kind of set you up. Uh, will put you, obviously put you in a good, good, uh, mind state for the rest of the day for sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, and something that I do a lot with my online clients um, and my PT clients coming into a new year or even just every time we reassess their goals is try and help them become a lot more accountable um, and and give them tools and techniques to actually stick to what they've set out to do. Is there anything in particular that you use or teach to your clients or to those around you or even for yourself to help stay more accountable and actually kind of play the longer game and stick to what you've set out to do initially? Yeah, yeah. So a couple of things came to mind. Um, the first for myself that I've noticed when I am most dialed in is when I take 15 or 20 minutes and plan out everything I'm going to do the following day. Yeah. That way when I'm actually, when tomorrow comes, I don't have to think, I don't have to second guess, I don't have to question should I do this or this, I have the plan and it's just execute all day and then plan tomorrow. I find that when I have too much unscheduled time um i can i can get in my head too much it it ends up leading to inaction Uh. a more a more fitness and practical related one that i use for a lot of my online coaching clients are emailing me daily food logs every single day like nutrition for for most people wanting to lose some body fat wanting to look better wanting to feel better wanting to to like drastically reduce the long-term health effects, meaning not being obese or overweight. Yeah. It comes down to eating mostly healthy foods and being in a calorie deficit and have having someone, it doesn't even have to be a coach. Like it could be, you could swap this and do it with a friend. There are a lot of ways you could do it, but, um, having someone holding you accountable every single day to your food being at least in a good range. And even on the bad days, I think Mm. that's where like if someone blows up their calories, but they still keep reasonable track of everything and send it to me anyway, that momentum and like, Hey, it happens. Like we'll get yeah. back on it tomorrow. Let's go. One day is nothing. You can have a blow up day like that and make progress. It's when you have a day like that and then you get down on yourself and you're like, I suck. And that day turns into a week, turns into a yeah. month. Like that's where people get real beat up. So, yeah. um, daily nutrition accountability, I think is big. Yeah. And just the awareness, as you mentioned of on the days, even if they do stuff up, just becoming aware of, you know, they did kind of go over their calories and then got to move, uh, learn from that and move forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, quick change of pace before we go back to, um, before we go back to some of these questions I had here. What are the top three books um, that you would recommend? Or if, if you even, if you're even a big reader, I'm not too sure. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I read. Um, recommend for what? Um, actually, let's change it up. Let's go. One no, no, I for, like three books, but like one but book like, for health and fitness, for... one book for health and fitness, oh. one for business, okay. and one for just pleasure. Okay, pleasure. If you haven't read all seven Harry Potter books, you should be reading those immediately because they're unbelievable. Um, the the fitness. I was walking through Barnes and Noble last night. My parents. I got a Barnes and Noble gift card for Christmas for my mom and dad, and I was going to buy a book from there. And I browsed through the health and exercise wellness section, whatever it's called, not because I was going to buy one of those books, because I was curious. Um, and I write, and I'm in fitness, obviously. The titles, like to move product, you have to do such spammy shit. Yeah. Meaning, <laughs> ten day this, cleanse, detox this, lose immediately, instant this and this. Like these headlines are just, and there can be some decent content weaved in there, but it's just such bullshit. And and so I'm I'm very hesitant to recommend a book in health and fitness. Lyle McDonald's blog, bodyrecomposition.com, yeah. is a fantastic online free resource that helped me a ton. His blog and his forums, back when forums were a thing. Um, <laughs> you might be too young for forums. <laughs> uh, but like seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, um, that's an amazing fitness resource. Examine.com is another awesome resource. Um, business book, uh, th- there are a lot. G- Gary has really good books. Obviously, it depends where you are. Um, crush it for just getting started with online business. Um, his more recent book, the Ask Gary V book, was yeah. really good. Um, I'm trying to think of of any. I don't have my books here either. I'm in a sublet, so I'm looking around for books, and I don't, <laughs> I don't have any titles coming to mind. Uh, <sighs> That's, that's cool. What I might do is I'll I'll uh, I'll chat to you after the show or in the next day or two, and for mm-hmm. the listeners, I'll um, I'll put uh, I'll put Mike's three favorite books in the uh, in the show notes below, so you'll be able to check them out for sure. Beautiful, awesome. All right, next question I had was uh, was what was the three what are the three most valuable things you learned from working with Gary, um, whether it be to do with business or whether it be just to do with life or or three the, the most valuable things you took away from working with Gary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first is um, how hard you really have to work to get what you want. Um, like with Daily V, his daily video log, yeah. people are have seen that, oh, wow, this guy actually works 15, 16, 17, 18 <laughs> hour days. He wasn't just bullshitting. Yeah. But um, when, I, when I showed up and got access to his calendar, he literally, like every day, Monday through Friday, is packed 18 hours with 5, 10, 15 minute, one hour meetings jammed throughout that entire time. Uh, so <laughs> having, if, if you want something, being able to put your head down and be patient and work incredibly, incredibly hard at it for a long period of time, uh, that's definitely one. Um, I'm trying to give some. I, I wrote a blog post. 14 lessons I learned from Gary V. Uh, offense is is a, a big one. I've been thinking about a lot lately. Meaning, I think and, and learned from watching him and from analyzing myself that fear blocks so much action. Meaning, I would put out X piece of content, but I'm afraid of how that would be perceived or judged or 
how I look in this Instagram photo. And so instead, I'm not going to put it out, but instead going with that initial gut reaction of offense of like, I should be putting this out there and taking imperfect action consistently um, is huge. Uh, so, so that's definitely number two. Um, what's the third one I learned from him? I remember asking him one day, like when I was starting to make a little bit of money and, and was feeling pretty good about myself and it's like, bro, it must feel so good knowing like, like you, you can support Lizzie and the family, like your in-laws and, and, and like get, get your so-and-so a job if she wants a job, like you can just take care of everyone. And he's like, yeah, but you know what feels a thousand times better? is being able to emotionally take care of those people and like really have those heart to heart conversations and give those people attention when they need it. Um, much more so than the financial side of things, which, which is something that is underrated and really, really stuck with me. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And last question about Gary before we, we, we move on in regards Mm -hmm. to his training, obviously you just mentioned how busy he actually is. How much time did you guys have to spend on training and what type of sessions would you, would you do to kind of, um, you know, what, how would you structure his training week? Yeah, he, he was great about it. He said he's a momentum guy, so mm-hmm. leverage versus momentum. Um, if you think about a, a very high ROI training strategy, three days a week, 45-minute sessions, doing some reverse pyramid training, like hitting a few compound moves, doing what you can to get the most out of those sessions, we didn't necessarily have to do that because he said – I'm a momentum guy. I want to do this every day, even though I know I don't have to. I know myself. So I want 45 to 60 minutes, seven days a week. And this training over the two years changed, but it was primarily strength plus fat loss was the first, you know, four or five, six months, um, which was four-ish days a week of strength training, uh, a cardio day slash a basketball day, um, a recovery day in there with a lot of mobility and SMR work. Um, and then uh, once we got lean enough where he was content and wanted to build some muscle, we upped training frequency. So strength training five or six times per week, kind of hitting every muscle group twice, still trying to get stronger, but quite a bit more volume. And then, uh, you know, I, I think, I think we had like two cycles. So then summer we got back to fall and so leaned out again and then went through another muscle and strength building phase. And for those because for those that don't know, Gary kind of made that conscious decision, didn't he, to really, really change up his habits and and get healthy and really focus on his actual his actual physical health. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that was all him. He made the decision to hire me to hire someone to be there twenty four seven, travel with him wherever he goes, and like train him every single day in the gym, uh, just because he he knew. He said, "I'm thirty nine years old." I'm in good health, but I don't treat my body well. As I age, I know this is going to catch up with me. I see what's going on with other people around me, so I'm just going to take care of this right now. Yeah. Um, okay. In the online world, what advice would you mm-hmm. have for someone that's just getting their idea off the ground, starting their business, or, or wanting to grow their business in the early stages? <sighs> do free shit and do unscalable shit meaning reply if anyone ever leaves you a comment if anyone ever writes you an email and they're asking for help i had a a trainer friend be like mike people are asking me questions on snapchat like uh, they're not even paying me what should i do it's like do you want more clients (laughs) yeah do you want to grow your business yeah it's like help everyone you can for free because it comes back 
you're thinking short term, you're thinking on transaction level, like go out there and, and even look for people who need help. Quora, um, Twitter search, Instagram Explorer. Like there, there are people, fitness is so incredibly popular. There are people everywhere who need help. Find those people, give them help. Yeah. Train family and friends for free or for incredibly, incredibly cheap. You're going to get experience. You're going to get testimonials. You're going to get positive word of mouth. They're going to tell people like grind for free in the beginning to help as many people as possible and then use use places where people pay attention natively. So Instagram's a huge app right now. Like, you know, there are five or six places where people really pay attention in three or four or five years. That might change. But wherever the eyeballs are, be there put out content that helps people and do it consistently yeah for sure all right now i want you to tell us a little bit about uh on the regimen for those that don't uh that don't know know about it um including your app um i know you've also just brought out um some new products recently or your first your first product yeah yeah Yeah. um yeah so on the regimen is my url which i think is an awful url in hindsight because like 25 percent of people can't spell regimen they put an e at the end or they put a t at the end it is but it goes back to college one night 3 30 in the morning sitting with my buddies sophomore year like drunk kind of eating pizza a p90x infomercial comes on and we're all laying there 19 years old and we're like ah we got to get, I think my buddy Jordan Wild, he's like, ah, we got to get on a reg. And I was like, huh? He's like, we got to get on a regimen. <laughs> and then like, we really got into, you know, we all kind of had fitness and sports backgrounds, but we really got on a fitness and strength training kick that winter, that spring. And it's just kind of stuck as a joke on the reg, on the regimen. Are you on the reg? Are you off the reg? And that was when I started my, my site and knew I wanted to write, that was what I named the blog. Um, my app is is a very simple tracking app, nutrition tracking, macronutrient tracking. Um, it, it doesn't have premium features, so you don't have to pay. You get everything for free. I started it because so many people would email me, hey, can you do my macros for me with my equations? And I would reply to all of them. And at one point, it was 25 or 30 a day. And I was like, this yeah. is insane. I'm spending so much time on this. So I, I have a developer friend. We built the app. It has my equations. You type in, you know, it's based on lean body mass, age, five or six stats, gender, and uh, and it spits out training and rest day macros for either muscle gain, recomposition, or fat loss. Um, there's a food database. It's not incredibly comprehensive, but it's 100% accurate, yeah. um, which is one of the things I didn't like about some of the other food databases. There's you type in whatever chicken breasts and there's 13 options for chicken breasts you don't know which one to choose user uploaded stuff so it's uh it's just a simple macro tracking app and the product yeah people wanted a my online coaching isn't cheap people who can't afford it wanted a strength training program from me so i made a 12-week fat loss program called look and feel better um yeah it awesome (laughs) it's it's like I, i i hate information products because if you do it it works and if you don't do it it doesn't work yeah Right, like there are a lot of really good strength training problems. I'd say they basically all work unless it's abysmal programming. And so follow one and actually stick to it and dial in your nutrition, and you're gonna crush it. Um, whether that's mine or like you know Jimmy the trainer from the UK, like. <laughs> but yeah, uh, p- people were pumped. People were pumped about it, and and a lot of my like loyal following bought it. So it was good. Awesome. So guys, definitely check out that app. Um, 
uh, a lot of my listeners, Mike, uh, I'm a big advocate of flexible dieting, and we kind of cover a lot of stuff about nutrition relatively regularly. So, guys, if you haven't checked that app out, um, please do. Um, I have listed it on my my blog post on my website, the Ultimate Guide to Flexible Dieting. So, if if you want to go and check it out, you can just click on the link on that site on that uh, that blog post anyway. Um, Mike, to finish things up, man, is that if there's anything else you want to add, it you know whether it be um, regarding fitness, business, whatever it may be, anything you can share with the listeners before we finish up, um, go for it. Yeah, I'm I'm just on a big like do right now. Like, don't think, do because I see so many people stuck in their own head, and I see so many people worried about how they're actually perceived. And for me personally, when I the more things I'm doing, um, the better. And, and that just means like when following my intuition directly without second guessing it has been huge. And so whether like, whether that means go ask a college student, cute girl in your class, go talk to her, like just go do it. If that's like, okay, I'm going to start this training program. I've been putting this off for too long. If it's, I'm going to stop smoking because I know it's bad for me. If it's like, like just do and and if you screw up, that's fine. Get right back on it because it's not about undefeated. It's not about perfection. It's about doing pretty good over a long period of time and those results add up. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Well, Mike, thanks so much for joining us today, man. Um, I'm sure the listeners are really going to appreciate it. We've been trying to, I've been trying to line this one up for a while, so I'm pretty pumped to, uh, to finally get it done. But um, yeah, again, thanks for joining us. Um, guys, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast and if you've enjoyed today's episode, uh, be sure to check out some of the previous ones and, um, and leave a review. Uh, again, thanks. Thanks, yes, man. And, leave a um, review. Leave a review. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, be able to do another episode in, in a year or two's time and uh, see where we're both at. Awesome. I love that. It was fun, man. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you.